Welcome everyone to the Medspa Accelerator Podcast brought to you by Everwell Marketing, the go-to resource so you can get the latest hacks and best practices to market and grow a profitable medical aesthetics practice. My name is Maripili and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, operations, numbers, and helping you grow and take your Medspa to the next level. This is the Medspa Accelerator Podcast, Season 2. All right, welcome back to another episode. How's it going? Good. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, so in this episode is episode two of the sales series that we're doing, uh, handling objections like a boss. And we're going to dive into the most common objections and what our response are to them. But before we dive into today's episode, what do they got to do, babe? So if you've been listening to this episode for a while, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a review in whatever platform you listen podcast to. And um, of course, if you love video like we do, go check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot more content in there. Give us a subscribe, hit that like button and that notification bell so you can never miss another episode. Definitely. And for sure, make sure to join us in our Facebook group if you want to reach us directly and ask questions and reach. And we and have a lot of resources there. Yeah, too. we have a lot of resources. And obviously, we have a group of other people just like you that you can also kind of all come together and help each other out. Yes. <laughs> so the link is below. Make sure to check us out. Request access and we'll get you guys in there right away. Mm -hmm. So as I said, today we're going to be talking about handling objections. And so... First of all, what is an objection? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we've all been there as business owners where we're having a sales conversation, whether that looks like a consultation for you or whatnot, and then they don't say yes to treatment. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot to say. They yeah. have a lot of questions. Uh, and they're also all around like, well, let me think about it. Well, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I discussed with my you know, husband or wife. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to go home and think about it. I need to go home and yeah. think about it's it. It's too expensive. Yes, we'll go through all of those. Yes. But those are the objections. And in every industry, we have like the top three or four that we're actually going to talk about today. Um, and specifically, with the strategy behind objections. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the way that we like to see it is they're just barriers, right? Mm -hmm to this like path of entry. And all we can do really is to try to remove them as much as possible. For sure. Now, second to that, it would be like, try to understand why is it an objection? Why is it a barrier? And if you have this consultation model where you're actually deep diving into a little bit more of like why they're there, what is it that they want, their final transformation, then this will make a lot more sense to actually have that open and honest conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, so definitely you want to remove those barriers, but you know, you obviously you can't make the decision for them. And you also have to be kind of very, be very. And I think you also need to have that finesse, right? Those soft mm -hmm. skills to yeah. not make them feel pressure or awkward or something along those lines. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of that comes with experience and practice. practice. But we're going to be highlighting some of those things today. And so make sure to keep watching. Yes. Slash listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that specifically in this industry, if they're coming to you for something aesthetic that they want, mm -hmm. a lot of the times it comes from like 
this specific thing is uh, messing with their confidence. For sure. And so you do want to have some finesse in the way that you are selling to mm -hmm. them, right? Um, and if you're just kind of trying to not, you know, handle those objections with the best intention that you can. For so sure. like Louis said, I, I love that term, like soft skills. Those soft skills as to why is it that you really want this and how can we make that happen for you? For sure. And, you know, at the end of the day, if they're there, it's because they're interested and they want it. Yes. You know, all you really need to do is uncover what is it that's specifically holding them back. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times people might just put, you know, price as the initial objection. But honestly, it's there might be something rooted deeper. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And something deeper. And part of being having a client is doing what's right by them. Right. And mm -hmm. if they've had this problem, they told you they had this problem for years now and they've tried multiple solutions and they haven't been able to solve it then it's your job it's your responsibility to guide them in the right direction and actually give them the service you know give them the offering that you have that will actually get them the result that they've been looking for and in that point you all you're doing is helping them solve a problem that they've mm -hmm. obviously struggled with for years mm -hmm. And there's nothing slimy about that, you know, because like, again, like people, you know, going back to this negative connotation when it comes to sales. Right. Yeah. Sales is all about solving problems. Yeah. Helping people solve their problems. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. I, I made that like mind shift of like sales is serving. Mm -hmm. And for me, that speaks a lot, right? It's one of my love languages. So mm -hmm. just serving, 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 just making that change for me, like sales became something that I actually really enjoy. For sure. <laughs> because I'm serving my community, I'm serving my ideal client with what they need. And so once you do that, it's going to make it pretty simple to get that message across. And then um, third to that too, you also want to follow up. Mm -hmm. We know that if you are talking about thousands of dollars, it, they might not say yes right there and then. Mm -hmm. They might, right, do. But a lot of the times they don't. They do need some time to think about it. So the follow-up is huge in this space. Yeah, and so that's after the, you know, the consultation has happened. You want to make sure that you're following up. And if they have additional objections or whatever it might be, then definitely follow-up is super important. So let's go into the most common mm -hmm. objections. The first one being price. Ooh, yes, yeah. but it's too expensive. <laughs> so what we want to do here, we have a couple of things, right? Because it is very dependent on how the conversation went, the service that you're providing, the actual like price tag with it. So offering alternatives. So if you have several services that are very in price and you know what their ultimate transformation is, their ultimate um, objective is, then offering an alternative might make sense mm -hmm. to them. So, I mean, so I, I think there's definitely a few different ways to think about this. And, and I think when it comes to somebody saying that something is too expensive, at least in my opinion, I feel that, so it's like one, is it, okay, is it just that it's too expensive or is it that maybe you just can't afford the 14 grand up front? You know, mm -hmm. um, and so I think when it comes to that, it's like if someone is saying that something is too expensive, in my opinion, I feel that the person selling it didn't do the best job of communicating the value and why it's actually X amount of dollars, yes. you know, because the person on the other end needs to understand that, yes, it might be expensive, but 
it, it's, it's also, it. but it's worth it. And on now on the flip side, going back to what you were saying, it's like, you know, offering alternatives. Hey, yeah, it's expensive. I can't afford that right now. Mm. Hey, I totally get it. You know, yeah, not everybody has, you know, this cash on hand. Here are some different alternatives that we can help you afford this. And so th- I just wanted to kind of make those two yes, distinctions yes, yes. there. You know? Yes, you're right. And, and, and you can do this in several ways, right? So whether you have services that are pretty similar, but they can go like a, li- a different tier of mm-hmm. pricing, that is one. Another one is, especially when it comes to like a, a huge transformation is like, okay, well, based on what you were telling me, your main objective is this. And so this is how much it would cost, mm-hmm. but we can do it by parts. You know, we can get started on just this one body area or this one treatment and then we can move up and we can go from there so you know you're kind of like splitting it and making it a little bit easier and more accessible for them yeah and i and i think the other one to that um and we brought talked about in our last episode was financing right maybe they can do a full treatment but uh, but can they do monthly payments of you know five hundred dollars a month Mm -hmm. or hey okay maybe you can do the five hundred dollars a month but maybe you have another plan that's two fifty dollars a month yeah maybe interest will be higher so on and so forth but at the end of the day it's something that's more manageable for them in regards to their monthly expenses so that can be an alternative as well yeah so i definitely recommend you to go back to our financing episode because we do actually like deconstruct it a little bit better Mm -hmm. but offering just solutions like what can you do right Mm -hmm. like we have in-house we have third-party financing we have a uh, bank to beauty or whatever right Mm -hmm. so you can just have different options for them and make it like I said, just accessible. Now, next to that, you definitely want to make it easy for them. Mm -hmm. So if you're offering financing, but it's this whole process, that's like another objection in itself, I feel. Yeah. So the easier you can make it, the better. I definitely recommend to have already like a tablet or a phone or something that you can access um, pretty quickly and just give it to them and let them know like, hey, you can actually check your credit right here, right now. I'm gonna step out for a few, for like some brochures or some some stuff for you and just give them some space while they're doing this thing. You come back with something that they can take home um, and it just kind of, it also flows better during the consultation. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's definitely a great way to kind of handle the objective when it comes to making your product or service a little bit more manageable when it comes to pricing, right? Uh, I think one of the other big common objections or concerns is when it comes to safety and potential side effects when getting these type of medical treatments. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we don't find this one like too, too often, but it it is a concern, right? Like, mm-hmm. what would this look like? So this is something that is not too, too common, but it does happen. Like if you ever uh, Google like cool sculpting, for example, you're gonna get like the top three, like worst case scenarios, mm-hmm. well, like uh, cool sculpting gone wrong, like all of these, like Botox gone wrong. And so when people start Googling that kind of thing, then they might have that rejection, like, I don't wanna want this to happen. And so it might just make it really hard to get them away from that, that those images that they have already seen. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I feel like what they really wanna know is that they can trust you, mm-hmm. right? That they can trust that you have, um, they understand that you understand their concerns and that you're there for them, mm-hmm. right? So before and afters here are gonna be huge, before and afters that you've done yourself, like mm-hmm. not just the companies, but yourself. Um, 
and also like have the facts, have the stats and let them know like, hey, this only happens to 1% of people. And if it were to happen to you, you were that 1%, then this is what we do. We already have a protocol in place for this type of scenarios. Um, you can always text us, call us, this, this, that, you know, and that definitely eases somebody's mind. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, people just want to feel understood. And if you can kind of give them a simple solution as to how you'll deal with the worst case scenario, you know, I think at the end of the day, they'll be Aces pretty comfortable anxiety. with that. Yeah. yeah. So what about when it comes to the spouse objection? Ooh. Oh, I need to talk about I need to talk about it with my wife. I need to talk about it with my husband. Yes. Um, or partner. Or partner. <laughs> yes. So this is like 90 percent of the time, actually. Yeah. It happens way more often than the pricing. And honestly, I've done it myself. <laughs> I'm guilty of this. It's honestly just an excuse to say no. And you don't want to have like straight up say no. So I've actually heard multiple opinions on this. Of course, you don't want to get in the middle of somebody's marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Or somebody's relationship. So you have to do this tactful. But I feel like one of the questions that you can ask is like, well, what would happen if they said no? Or what are your concerns about your 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 spouse um, opinion on this? Mm -hmm. What do you think they would say? Mm -hmm. What do you think they need to know so you can get this done? Because you're telling me that you really want to do this. So what do you think they need to know so that you can actually do this for yourself? And so having that conversation with them is going to just open up again, like all the possibilities. They might actually just be using it as an excuse mm -hmm. or it might be a real concern that they have and they might actually need your help to navigate through that. And so making sure that you make the partner now part of the conversation, I think is really big. So you can go ahead and say like, hey, this is actually, um, let me give you a brochure, more information so you can give your partner and you can explain this, this and that. Because remember, whenever they do go to the partner, the information is going to be diluted, right? Yeah. From what you told them, what they understood and what they're saying and what the partner understands, it's that information just dilutes so much that you want to make sure that they have the best um, information and the most concise so that they can make those uh, conversations with the partner. But at the same time, you also want to make them part of it with like, hey, you know, like, as, as you know, we have a texting feature. You can always text us to this number sure. if your partner has any questions. Mm -hmm. If you have virtual consultations, hey, if your partner has any questions about the treatment or you want us to go through some of the presentation for him or her, then just give us a call. We can schedule you for a virtual and we can just, you know, repeat the information, let them know exactly what it is that you want to do. So if they have any questions, I can answer that and answer that for them, et cetera, et cetera. So they might just need that help navigating that conversation with their partner because they probably really want to do this. And I mean, I think, you know, obviously getting them into the conversation is a, is a great way to go about it. Um, <laughs> we have with this one client who always says, yeah, but if they're anything like my wife, you know, they're just going to tell me to do it anyway. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're right. They would just say for me to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, why am I wasting my time asking them? You know, like wasting their time asking them. And like, I'm just going to do it anyway. 
and uh, it's he, he, he laughs and it actually works uh, a lot of a lot of the times. Yes. And uh, it's funny. And there's a lot of different ways. I mean, that you can definitely like go about this. Right. And another one that, that I've heard a lot is like, well, if you're telling me that um, your spouse does not want a hotter version of who you are right now, <laughs> let me know and I'll talk to them. And so that's another way of like just adding a little bit of like charisma and yeah. just making it a little bit funny, even they can feel a little uncomfortable with what you know the conversation they might have with their spouse later so you just relieve that stress right yeah and it sure. might work it might also be like oh yeah they would totally want me to trick myself <laughs> definitely uh so that's when it comes to spouse partner what about when it comes to the uncertainty of will it actually work on me Yes, that is another big one, um, because sometimes some of these services sound really good and like way too dreamy. Mm -hmm. So you want to bring it back to like, OK, well, I think it's pretty similar to like what would happen in worst case scenario. Right. So let's say that um, this doesn't work for you. Having those facts of like it works for this many people, this is what happens, um, the science behind it, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, again, they just want somebody that understands them and that they can trust. So here is a great spot to actually add that guarantee. For if sure. you have one or if you have crafted one, hey, what happens if it doesn't work for me? Hey, if this doesn't work for you, we retreat for free. If this doesn't work for you, we'll do another round of so-and-so. So adding all of those and also reminding them like this will work, especially if it's something body contouring, if this, this, this and that. So just reminding them just what they need to do on their part so that this works for them so that they can set themselves up for success. And at the end of the day, they'll feel a lot more confident in the service. Well, those are the four common objections that we tend to hear the most. Yeah. And if there is an objection that you're struggling with, then Ooh. I would definitely encourage you to go to the Facebook group yes. and post it there. And let's get feedback from the group and we'll go ahead and obviously give you our opinion as well. Uh, but again, go click the link down below in the description. Go and request access to the Facebook group. We love to see you in there. And uh, we have one more episode on the sales series. Am I, in mis am I correct in saying that? Yes. So make sure to stay tuned for the next episode. Hopefully you found this one insightful and we'll see you in next, next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.